What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. Today's episode had a bit of technical difficulties, so please bear with us because today's episode, it is full. It is jam-packed with golden boulders, guys. Not even golden nuggets, <laughs> golden boulders. It is absolutely That's amazing. That's true. <laughs> so, guys, please bear with us and mm-hmm. on to the episode. We've got some Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content before. is Profit One, podcast. Two, we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more on how to turn that content into profit, go to contentsprofit.com. We have a little surprise for you right there. Fonzie, we're so proud of you. You made it. You did it. I did it, guys. You did it. And yes. today, we're going to talk about the importance of creating a brand not just a business. Ooh, baby, can't wait to dive into this because yes. our personal experience is really attached to this thing that yeah, we call it, brand and that we call business. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I love it. True, I love guys. it. Can't wait to dive in. But before we start, a message from today's sponsors. What? Ourselves, the Biz what? Bros, with Content Momentum. That's so right. That's right. If you have a long piece of content, just like this one, just like this podcast that you're watching or listening right now, and you want to turn it into a bunch of value-packed, bite-sized assets that then you can send like little minions across the social media, right? So they can recruit and bring you back all those prospects and clients. We want to help you. Let's go. If you want to turn that long-form content into all those, reach out to us, send us a DM at BizBrosco. We want to help you out, guys. So before we get started with the show itself, thank you, Fonzie, for that uh, sponsor, highly sponsored uh, message. <laughs> Please go ahead and don't forget to subscribe. Smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at BizBrosCo. That's right. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you will because today's guest is epic. Epico. Please don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review. Oh, Okay, so have you ever heard a podcast and said to yourself, how cool would it be to have a conversation with that person? Well, we usually usually reach out to them. And today's guest is one of those cool podcast superstars. This, my friends, is going to be epic. He is not only a podcast rock star, he is a design master, or should we say a brand Doctor. Hmm. Point is, he's here to help all of us discover the role that content has on branding. Just like this, what just like his website says, actually, mm. we didn't get into business just to change a few lives, right? So, right. so today we'll discover how we can change tons of lives. Today's guest has been in business for 14 years. That's right. There is a feat on its own. That right there is a feat of its own. Dang it. I messed there it up. Go. It's all good. It's okay. <laughs> he has won the Two Comma Club Award for selling over 1 million in one sales funnel. But wait, there's more. He has actually worked with brands such as ClickFunnels and wait for it, Bon Jovi. What? Living on a prayer. You wanted to do that, right? I did want to do that, guys. Please welcome founder of Unique Designs, host of the Brand Doctor podcast, the Brand Doctor himself, Mr. Henry Kaminsky Jr. What's up, Henry? Welcome. Oh, he's throwing the dance moves. Let's yep. go. Hey. Let's go. <laughs> I want everybody listening right now to throw the dance move. Uh, uh. <laughs> Welcome, Henry. Welcome. 
I gotta tell you, I've done hundreds of podcast episodes, and I have never gotten an intro as good as that, that man. Oh man, yeah, let's Thank go, you. team! Thank means you. Means a lot. Means a lot. We are so excited <laughs> to have you here today. Oh, dude, thanks for having me, guys. What a pleasure to meet you guys. The energy of the show <laughs> is just contagious, and I'm so happy to be here again. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely, man. And, you know, we chatted a little bit be behind cameras before going live. And we're like, oh, my gosh. Like, we saw Henry for the first time when he was on the Sans Murphy's show. And we're like, this is incredible. I think he, he has a unique uh, way of looking at things when it comes to branding and messaging and all this stuff. And, and how cool is all this? And we're like, this, we have to bring him to the show. Absolutely. So thank you for, for uh, accepting the invite and be here live with us. Now, Harry, like, share a little bit of your story. Like, how this everything started? Because I understand that, you know, the branding side was not the beginning. You, it was completely different. So I, I want to hear the story and maybe we can share with the audience what... What was that like? And then, you know, what are you currently doing? Yeah, well, when I would, when I graduated college, I got a degree in communications. I still didn't know what the hell I wanted to do <laughs> or be when I grew up. Uh, right around 9-11 when I graduated, so nobody was hiring. And uh, I used connections and, and, and an influential uncle to help me get a job at a local hospital. Not a not a, uh, a premium level job whatsoever. Uh, but I was, you know, I was young, I was 22 years old. So like, yeah. what do you expect? So I worked <laughs> my way up the hospital, got my master's degree in business management through the hospital. They actually paid for it, which was one of the great things that came out there. So picking up where we left off. So I was getting pretty good at, uh, at, at special event planning and every, I had to, I had to create four events a year for, you know, to hold my job really. Mm. And, uh, I had Z100, one of the biggest radio stations in the country or in the world, really sponsor one of my events. Literally that's the power of email. You just literally cold Turkey and, uh, I cold Turkey emailed one of the morning show hosts who's still on the radio today, Daniel Monero. And I said, Hey, mm. I'm doing this event, you know, it's going to support these families and would you be interested in, in joining? And, and participating and sponsoring and she was like yeah where do i sign up so i knew this one was going to be a big one so i needed marketing material that really packed a punch and really looked apart right yeah so my buddy who was a designer graphic designer was like listen man we'll take care of all the poster design flyer design um we got you so i went over there on a sunday morning and i was I was watching him design all the marketing material and I just got bit by the design bug guys. I was like, <laughs> dude, this is what graphic design is all about. Like I want in. So fast forward, I had uh, the event went awesome. We raised like 20,000 bucks. We, it was, it was, it was an amazing event. And then I went back and convinced my boss to buy Photoshop so I could do all the design work yeah. in house. <laughs> so I, I eventually started getting pretty good at design and I started up a little hustle on the side and started working for a lot of the nightclubs in the area, you know, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. And I started getting a lot of work out of, you know, for the stuff. So uh, eventually 2008 hits, economic crisis, hospital tightens up. They're like, you know what? 
and they I saw it coming because they started putting me in these real weird positions. Like <laughs> at the end of the uh, when you come back from lunch from now on, you're gonna be filing papers for an admin. Oh man! I was like, uh, I don't want to do that, but yeah. I, I did what I do because you know that design work wasn't really cutting the mustard just yet, and I was so new to everything. But I saw it coming, and they gave me an ultimatum at the end of 2007. They were like, oh, uh, you can stay here and probably just get consumed as someone's secretary, um, or you could leave. And mm. I was like, you know what? I'm gone. And it wasn't it wasn't that easy. I was scared to death. I consulted with my father, my uncle, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, you know, and I was like, what do I do? What do I do? And here's the straw that broke the camel's back. So my uncle owns this giant construction company. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, I can do what every, every other family member does when they're in a pickle and the family business will just absorb me somehow. And I'll just work <laughs> for the family business and we'll figure this out. That's exactly what happened later. with Fonzie and, and me. He's like, bro, can I work with you? I was like, absolutely not. And I, look at us. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was, so it was, it was, a, it was a blessing in disguise. So my uncle, I sit down with my uncle and I have this conversation with him and I got a response that I really wasn't ready for. Mm. He was like, well, if I hired you, what would you do here? Because you don't really know anything about highway construction. Yeah. I don't want to put you behind a shovel. So what would you do? And, and I really didn't have an answer. So he says, listen, let me talk to let me talk to my daughter, my you know, my cousin, and and the VP, and, and let's see if we can figure something out for you. One week goes by, two week goes by, three <laughs> week goes by, no answer, mm. and then finally, I'm now I'm getting nervous because it's getting close to the first of January, right? So I just said, you know what, that was my answer, yeah. nothing. Yeah. So I know what to do. So I went to my boss and I said, you know what, thanks for your opportunity. It has been a great eight years. I spent eight years there. I said, it's been a great eight years, I'm out. And so I, I was scared to death and I went out and I hustled my ass off for the first year. And I remember my, my bookkeeper saying, dude, you know what you did this year? And I said, no, I've been working 20 hours a day. Don't I, <laughs> I know, you know, it must be doing okay. He said, dude, you did $248,000. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? He said, yeah, you did, you did close to uh, a quarter million dollars by yourself. Wow. And mm. People don't even make that in like the first three years of their business. Never mind the first year by yourself, yeah. one man band graphic designer just hustling his ass off. And so that gave me the that gave me the energy, that gave me the motivation, that gave me the the you know the empowerment to go on. And for 36 months, I made my first million. And then ever since then, about every 36 months, I make another million. And Beautiful. then it wasn't until 2018. Uh, where I hit a million in, in under a year, wow. and I got the Two Comma Club Award, and you know we just been fired up ever since. So <laughs> now it's That's more cool. of a team, it's more of a team effort. I can't take all the credit because I have a team of six yes. people that help me. Uh, I have you know the project managers, the designers, the developers. Um, so I have a team now, and Beautiful. so my specific duty in the in in the agency is really to work with client on strategy. Yeah. and story and really make sure that they have a brand that they're proud to promote. And then the team does a lot of the execution. So the funnel design, the funnel build, the the website design logo, you know, we're a full service agency. So we're going to make yeah. sure that you look the part and uh, we, you have a brand at the end of the day that truly represents the value that you deliver. 
That's so awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude, Henry, th- thank you. Sorry, we we're talking at the same time. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, I, I appreciate you sharing the story because so so powerful, right? So many people start, you know, as as either freelancers or one man shop, and you know, we we resonate a lot with that story. You know, yeah. for the first like three, almost four years, right? Uh, we we used to call it a business, but it wasn't really a business, it was like a, a a freelance, you know, gig. And then there's different elements that you start putting on, and and, and you know, now we're proud to say, okay, yes, like now this is a business. Yeah. There's some systems and processes in place, and it's inspiring to see, you know, your story and um, and how you were able to grow. Especially, you know, a lot of people ask us, how do you work with family, right? So, and and you have a really good answer that you with your uncle, you they, they never go back to him like, okay, well, I'll take it as a as a sign, you know, of the the bigger self, and then I, I'm just gonna move on and and see, seek this opportunity, which is awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and yeah. what I find really interesting too is that. You, you didn't start uh, working as a for brands, right? Like, you didn't start working with the brand itself. You started with an element, which was design, right? And for us, we started the same, working with an element, which was, you know, first photography and getting into businesses through photography, right? Eventually mm-hmm. build up to what we build right now. And same as you, eventually build up to work with, you know, the holistic approach of brands, if we want to talk about it in that way. And, I, and I'm curious, you know, as someone that sees every single time when someone is start, starting a business, they're like, what is the first thing you need to do? And everybody's like, I need my logo, right? Like most people <laughs> say that, right? like I need my logo. And I was guilty of that. And I spent a lot of time, you know, trying to figure out what are we going to do and all that stuff. What is the logo? What is it going to look like? Um, and my, my, my now my personal approach is start for the activities that move the needle forward. Right. Mm. But I'm curious to to hear your opinion about that. Right. Like, what is it for someone that is at the beginning that is starting? Where should they start, especially on the branding side? Oh, man, what a great question. I get it a thousand times a day. So if I can't answer this one, forget it. (laughs) Kick me off off the show. Yeah. So let's 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 break this down. So it's so funny because everybody jumps to the logo right away, too. Yeah. Or the funnel or the website yep. you know get me get me all that pretty stuff right mm-hmm. yeah. and i got it it's funny because it's it's that stuff is actually the last to be done mm. there's so much more to be done so when somebody comes to me and says listen i have i have this idea i'll give you a quick example we got a client come to us he says i have this idea uh it's worked for me dozens and dozens of times i've had 13 businesses over the past 20 years uh i have a process that i want to monetize but i don't know where to start and i said okay well who are you serving that's step one yes who do you want to serve yeah. Right, get really, really clear on that. Right, and he was very clear. He, uh, businesses that make a million bucks or more. Okay, great. Um, what niche? In the tech manufacturing niche. Okay, cool. Or the engineer. I'm sorry, engineering, manufacturing, or 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 tech, um, tech development. Right. And I was like, okay, we're on to something. Right. So we got very, very, very clear on who it is that we wanted to serve. That was number one. Number two was, well, why should somebody buy from you and not somebody else? So what is your unique differentiation? Mm -hmm. Right. And that could be from your story. It could be you as the personal brand itself. Um, It could be you uh, it could be that you you are just serving that that specific industry and and anybody else. Uh, but one of the things that I really want to point out is a lot of the things that make you different 
are sitting right underneath your nose, and mm, we just yes. don't know it. I'll give you a quick, I'll give you a quick story. So, um, I turned forty last week. Right? Congrats! Happy and birthday! A lot of thank you. A lot of things have changed for me personally when you hit that age, right? And I just had a big bash in my backyard this weekend, <laughs> and everybody was like, "Speech, speech, speech." <laughs> We're only on this planet for a very short time when you look at the big picture. Mm, yeah. And if we're not designing the life that we want, we're not really living. There's too many people out there that are designing their lives because somebody else wants them to live that life. Yeah. They're not designing the life that they want. And in 40 years, I did a lot of that. My first 40 years was basically living for other people and being much of a not much of a anything at all because i was so afraid to plant my flag in the ground and stand for what i wanted to really stand for and what is that and, and what it is it's 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 confidence i have a successful business and i live a life that a, a lot of people don't live and it's sad and I don't want to see that because the next 40 years, I'm going to dedicate my life to really helping people understand, listen, you could design the life of your dreams yeah. if you if you focus on that. And so that's what kind of makes my agency a little bit different because it's not just a churn and burn. Like, you know, you're not just going to get a design from me. Yeah. You're, you're going to get a little bit, you know, you're going to get a little bit of a, a mentor yeah. as well. And that... And, and I can only speak from experience, right? Yeah. And I can only speak to people that want that, right? I see too many people out there trying to convince people why they <laughs> should work with them when in all reality, what you should be doing is just finding the people that really, really need and want you. Yeah. Absolutely. That's Sorry, like I, I just get super excited because you know the, the quote like right under the show is like, how do I achieve that frictionless sale? And you know, on my personal like life, I used to manage fitness studios and it, the selling process was trying to convince these people to come and do this workout. And I was really frustrated because I, I, I thought that was the only way. And uh, what we do now has allowed us to uh, have conversations of people like, wow, guys, I really want to work with you. And then after they say that, they're like, what do you guys do? <laughs> so it's like, it's so amazing because, you know, it's it's really then the conversation completely changes and we can we can open up about, you know, the real needs. How can I really help you? Am I really a fit for you? Right. Can we actually, you know, make sure that we can deliver for your specific case? And uh, and for us, we personally struggled a ton when we were starting up with the who like i remember sitting down in front of the whiteboard like who do we serve we have like we had so many services different things different process well we can't even call them processes but things that we did and it was really really challenging mm -hmm. to not only scale but to develop those systems and processes and we're like yeah. who do we want to serve and remember you know we had really success with a, a type of business and we're like we don't really want to go and be the guys for that type of business and it was not until we found the system right the unique what how do they call it the uh, unique mechanism the unique mechanism like uh like todd brown right and that's what differentiators and now we're able to serve different industry but under that unique mechanism and we've been having amazing conversations with a lot of people so thank you for breaking it down and then after that there's a, a ton of elements that i'm assuming you guys also do and you guys are very passionate about that can elevate you know that side of things and then you can build build the, the brand the report the trust and different different aspects yeah you know what, what i found curious is that 
that statement that you said, which is kind of like design the life that you want, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm curious that you use the word design as well. And then you were talking about talking about experience. So I'm curious, you know, like where in your experience, what happened, you know, throughout your life that led you to, you know, think for yourself saying, you know, I need to design a better life than what I'm living right now. Or like where you live in, without a plan whatsoever where you just go in and trying to build something without a clear goal and then eventually you're like you know what i do need to know what path am i going to be taking mm -hmm. they, oh man there's so many things there that, that like resonated with me and you're and, and like the answer is yes to all of that like <laughs> when i first started i was you know, designing club flyers for people, like for <laughs> promoters and, and, and nightclubs all over the place. So like, I didn't want to do that when I was 40 years old. Yeah. I didn't want to do that when I was 50 years old. I remember working, it was like 20 hours one day on a weekend and I broke for lunch and, and I was like, Henry, this is, this is, can you see yourself doing this when you're 40? Like literally working with these like hustle, like snake oil promoters, mm. you know, getting, you know, getting beat out, getting beat out of money and beat out of, uh, you know, like, no. <laughs> so look, when are you going to wake up and change? Like, when are you going to change that? Right. And I, and I didn't know the plan. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And then finally I just broke, I, a bunch of things happened, right? Fiverr came out and when I was charging three, $400 for you were getting now on Fiverr for th five bucks. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, where's the industry going? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I was like, it was like the, the, the universe was giving me a beaten wow. and it basically was saying to me, if you don't grab the universe by, if you don't grab something by the horn here and run and really become the oh, captain yeah. of your ship. Yeah. Then we'll just dominate you and tell you what <laughs> what to do. And yeah. I think a lot of people do that. And what happened? So let me give you an example of that, right? How many people do you know t today that are grown ass men or women that still worry so much about what their parents say? A ton. Yeah, there's quite Ma a few. Majority probably. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So that's no that's one. Number two, how many people do you know will not do something because their spouse has put the kibosh on it? Well, I, I know Same of one, thing. and I can I have it right here, right? <laughs> hey, man, it's all about the paperwork. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, so so these, are, these are some tough examples that yeah. I'm presenting, yep. but... You know, I'll give you a personal example, right? So my parents got divorced, unfortunately, when I was young, and it was a horrible divorce. And I remember as parts of it that I don't want to remember, right? But one of the things, so it was very weird. So my father was the one that actually got custody of me because my mom kind of took off on me. And I looked up to my father as like my hero my entire life. Like he was like anything he said was gold, and you know it, it was. It wasn't until I got out of the house and started living on my own, and like started to like detach from him a little bit, yeah. that I started to see that we were different in many, many ways. You know, he's a blue collar guy. He's a mechanic for three years for UPS. Like he wasn't a risk taker. 
Where me, on the other hand, I'm willing to jump into fire and figure out how to get myself, you know, uh, 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 you know, better uh, on the way out, right? Yeah. And you know, my wife saw that and was like, "Well, why don't you just why don't you just continue doing that? Why do you need validation from anyone anymore, right?" Yeah. And that was huge for me. <clears throat> so that was wake up call number one. And then what happened was. COVID hits. I'm just fast forwarding here a little bit. Yeah. And I didn't get to see my father for like six months. Wow. And I mean, we talked on the phone and stuff, but like he doesn't even have a cell phone. He doesn't have an iPhone, so we can't FaceTime or anything. So I didn't even see him for half a year. Longest I ever gone without him. And recently, you know, things got better and he came over for my son's birthday. And it was blatantly clear how the way he lives his life now at 77 years old and how I live my life are very, very different. Yeah. Wow. Right. And it was a wake up call for me. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to live my life like under his rule anymore. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and I'm, and I'm 39 years old, like at the time, you know, I'm 40 now. And, 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 and then finally I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. You know, and, and my, my I, I give it to my wife sometimes too. You know, she's been getting on my ass for a couple of things and I'm like, I'm 40. <laughs> I'm not going to live. I'm not, that's my excuse. I'm 40. I'm 40. I don't really give a shit anymore. Yeah. Right. What anybody thinks if I don't, if it doesn't feel comfortable for me, I'm not doing it. And I don't yeah. give a shit what you think. Wow. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I lay it, I just lay it down now and you know what? I get more respect than I've ever gotten in 40 years because of it. So before I forget guys, like, so what am I doing here? Why am I talking all of this nonsense? <laughs> well, this is, this is brand. This is my brand. Yes. And this is the brand that I'm, you don't have to like it. Yep. I have to like it. I need to be proud of it. And so the definition of brand that I found to be the best one on the planet came from a branding colleague of mine, Marty Newheimer, he's got a ton of books out on branding. And he says branding is the gut feeling that people get when they interact with you, your business, your product, your service. Hmm. That's it. Yeah. So essentially when I leave this podcast and all of these people leave the live stream, they're going to say, what about Henry Kaminsky? Yep. That's brand. Love it. I love I, I don't think I've ever heard the definition of branding and I, I really like it because it's it kind of boils it down to the intuition on the other person right like I, again and we've probably heard it many times it's like people might not remember exactly what you said but they're gonna remember how you made them feel yeah. and I think it goes hand in hand with what you're saying right because at the end of the day they're gonna say with whether you made them feel good or you were you know a pain and They're going to say yes or no regarding on that at the end of the day. I mean, we buy, we make our purchasing decisions from, you know, our feelings, mainly emotionally. And then we go and we justify it. So I love that branding definition that you just yeah. share with everybody. I, I, and I want to I wanna say something like the story that you shared, definitely not nonsense because we can see parallel things with our lives and our businesses, right? Because our business is the extension of ourselves. And And I think, you know, we, we were just on calls before this and we're chatting with people that are about to start publishing. Like these guys are like, okay, you know, I have my offer ready. I have my phone already. I have like, you know, I think I have a business and I'm ready, you know, to, to make so much money and hit the two comma club award. Right. And then 
but then we're like, okay, you know, publishing has helped us. Like it's all over the internet. Like you can see the the journey, right? It's out there. It's helped us big time because it's us raw live. You saw it today, right? We had <laughs> a little bit of connectivity issues. That's okay. That's us, right? But that's not going to stop us from moving forward and publishing and creating all these assets, right? So people trust us because we've been there. And then so, but at the same time, when we're chatting with these people, they're facing their own fears, right? For for the longest time for us, that was the issue was like, oh man, the friction, the edit, if it's not perfect. It can't go out, and we're like, you know, screw it. I don't care I anymore. Mean, just like you said, the f that fear of being judged by others. Yeah, and it's like, you know what? Screw it. it. Let's let's have it out. Let's have amazing conversations with amazing people. It's for us. We've said it plenty of times. We're like, this is for us. And you know, if people want to come along, that's fine, and that's great. And we've seen a lot of people kind of joining the the, the 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 content train, the publishing. But for these guys that are starting, right, that's something that I, I feel like they have to face. And, and it's something, I'm a, a decision that the sooner they, they make it, the better it's going to be for them and their business as far as, you know, removing all that friction and being themselves and doing it for themselves instead of living on the rules of whatever, you know, company or whatever they feel it's like their, their, their circle or whatever it is, right? So thank you for bringing that parallel because, you know, with life and us, it's, it's been the same. Yeah, and, and going off of what my brother just shared right now, you know, I'm curious, when did you decide to put yourself out there, right, and start creating your brand? What And was it with content or were you doing it in a different way at first? How did that whole process look like? That's a great question. That's a great story too. So when my business, my business started to fail bad, after the first five years. So my fifth year, Fiverr comes out, Hurricane Sandy came through New Jersey, wiped mm. out two of my biggest clients. I couldn't recoup that that money that they were spending on me. It was a lot of money between two clients. And I started to flounder bad. And I was trying to figure out how to get back into the swing of profitability. And I couldn't. Like, how are you going to make up a quarter of a million dollars? You know, mm. from two clients, right? Yeah. You would have to get like 50 clients to get that money, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, what do I do? What do I do? And this is right when ClickFunnels came out. And so, you know, you, you ever hear that saying, like, what you focus on is what you're going to get? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, you focus on it enough, it's going to start to appear. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's so funny. I got to tell you something. <laughs> I'm looking for somebody to do cut downs on my videos, and then I didn't realize that that's what you guys freaking do. Oh, I yeah. have a conversation after this. <laughs> so that's – and I and I just put that out in the – energy. I just put that energy out into the world last week. So look what happens. You guys hit me up, and now we're talking. <laughs> oh, my God. So, beautiful. <laughs> it's a perfect example. But here's what happened. So I put out in the universe, I need help. I need help. I need to deliver more value to my clients. Otherwise, I'm not going to have any. Mm. And mm. that's when I found ClickFunnels. Wow. I knew that I could design my ass off in ClickFunnels. Yes. So I started designing kick-ass landing pages inside ClickFunnels. But who do I meet along the way? Russell Bronson. Mm. Yeah. And so I didn't have a pot to piss in, guys. I was like negative in my bank account. I had some cash from my wedding in a safe. That was basically what I was living off of, yeah. right? And it, guys, it was like 10 grand. It was going to last me probably two months. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and I said to him, I said he had this ignite program. It was like at the inner circle, but it was it was it was a little bit of a, a lesser price point. And I it was 10 grand. And I said, 
listen, I'll give you five now on a card and I'll I'll pay you five over the next five months if you let me do that. And they said, yeah, we'll do it. And so I jumped on a call with Russell and we were both hysterical crying. And I told him my story. I told him where I wanted to go. And I I told him I needed his help. And he's and as he started to audit my business, mm. he was like, Henry, I see this website here. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's beautiful. It's not the website that you see today. It was another iteration. Yeah. But he was like, it's gorgeous work, man. I've never seen a, a website design like this. It's unbelievable. He said, but you, my friend, are nowhere to be found. Hmm. You. Yeah. You're just hiding behind all of this pretty design work. So what differentiates you? Your pretty design work? Well, that's not enough. That's not enough. Pretty design work is not enough. Hmm. Yeah. He's like, I want to. I would love to see you come out with this big personality of yours from New Jersey. <laughs> and 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 let the world know who Henry Kaminsky is. Yeah. And I said I like to talk. I think I can make that happen. <laughs> and I started putting out content. Was it good? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was it was something that I yeah. really enjoyed. I love getting in front of this camera. I love talking. That's why my podcast is getting 90,000 plus downloads a month. Like, beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. Obviously, I'm talking about it, right? But it took four years to get there, right? Yeah. People forget. Like, people forget. We're in such a instant gratification world. Mm. Like, this is 14 years worth of work. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. this camera setup, this audio setup, the way my brand looks today, it's 14 years in the making. That wasn't something I just came out of the gate with. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't have any branding help. I didn't have anybody like myself guiding me along the way. I was making massive, massive mistakes that were costing me. I almost lost my business twice hmm. because I wasn't making the right financial decisions. And here we are. And I finally got my shit together. And, you know, now the now I have like the business of my dreams. And every, all my friends are like, wow, <laughs> you stepped it up. And I'm like. Yeah, because I focused on the right things, and I and I hired mentors along the way to help me. Yes. And um, that was that's like you know that's it. Like I did a I did a, a piece of content this morning about how you get from six to seven figures, and I, I I told them how I did it. I was like I stopped trying to ask. I stopped asking myself how do I do that? How do I do this? How do I do that? How do I build a funnel? How do I build a website? How do I build a logo? How do I do? And I started asking myself. Who can build me my funnel? Who can build me my website? Who can build me my, and I, who can build me instead of how? Yeah. And I'll give it to you like this. My mentor gave it to me the best way because I, I was having like imposter syndrome at one point in my career. Like I felt like I was, what am I doing here? Right? I, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't have any formal design training or I didn't <laughs> go to a fancy design school. Yeah. And he said, Henry, do you think a conductor of an orchestra knows how to play every instrument? Mm. And I said, no. <laughs> and he said, so you don't have to know everything. You just know half, you just have to conduct. You just have to know how to conduct. And he said, Henry, you do that really well. Mm. I could tell because your team has been with you for six years, hardly any turnover, like, just learn, just be confident in your conducting skills. And so now I just conduct. 
It's like a symphony over here. You know, I have my orchestra and I'm the conductor and I just know what Beautiful. I know what to do best and my team and I and I trust my team to get it done. Yes. And that has helped me go from six to seven figures. And I'm not I'm not snapping my fingers just like because I, it happened overnight. I'm saying yep. it. But that was the mindset shift. Beautiful. That changed everything. And and that and that goes for you. I'm gonna give you guys a huge shout out. Like anybody Thank that you. needs <laughs> content creation done, right? Absolutely. Do you have the time to do all that long form content <laughs> cut down? No. Definitely not. So when somebody when somebody says, like, what's the value in this, guys? Like, why should I hire you? It's it's you know, time. What's this gonna do? What's this going to yep, do for yep. me? You know, I love how you said it best. You said, when we cut down your long form content, it's like we create little minions for you that go <laughs> out and, and help you, you know, generate more. Yeah. Leads. That, that was such a great illustration <laughs> of what the value is. Yep. Yep. Right. Cause my, my son, he's three years old. He loves despicable me. So that, and he loves minions. So yeah, there we know, go. I'm on, yeah, I'm on a big minions kick right now with him. But good that, timing, Fonzie. Good timing. That was such a great illustration. Yeah, it was such a great illustration. So mm. I know I'm bouncing all over the place, guys. You got to reel me in, but no, I, this I, is I, this is this is passion. This is like is is our passion. You know the the things that you talked about yeah. and and uh, and and the the. We, we call it last podcast, the golden boulders, because it's like the value that you guys are dropping, you know, they're not nuggets, they're <laughs> massive, right? And just the, the, the fact that you, what well, you talked about the four years to get to 90K downloads, right? And uh, it's funny, like we just had a phone call with somebody that helps people on, on YouTube, like in their strategy, right? And they're like, the questions are like, well, I just want 100,000 subscribers tomorrow. And we're like, okay, well, for, first off, why, you know? You know, you, you, people go to our account and we're executing, right? And there's different processes and systems that we have on the back end, right? But you could totally make a living without yeah. without a hundred k subscribers, yeah. right? And I mean, it does uh, take time. All it I don't takes. I don't have a hundred k subscribers on YouTube, but yeah. I do seven figures a year. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And um, you know, it takes go into the biggest YouTube channels, and you'll <laughs> see that those people have been publishing for years, years. too. You know, like. They didn't get where they are right now with just a few videos. Like it took consistency. Yeah, uh, the the other one is like from from how to who, right? And I, and I think it it all, it applies mm. to every stage. You know, even from zero. At first, yes, you do have to do a lot of things. But if you have that mentality from the very beginning, it's gonna make that change a lot easier uh for us that was that was massive too when we first starting because at first you know fonzi here became a really good editor a video editor that yes. but then after that I was like i'm done dude like <laughs> i i i'm alone i need to interact with people yeah, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't even know if i've shared this before but i remember so we wanted to be professional soccer players right and when that didn't work out for <laughs> us uh we started the business and eventually that led to getting into videography, started learning how to edit. And I remember one day, <laughs> right, because my girlfriend would be like, oh, you're trying to do everything all over the place. And I remember one night I was sitting editing and she was right next to me. And I was like, you know what, babe? I think I found something that I can do for the rest of my life. Right. While I was editing video. 
No, no, that that's fake. That's not true, right? I was I was excited right now at the moment because I was learning new stuff, right? I was like, oh, this is so cool, so exciting. But it got to a point where I was so focused on the how, right? And then I had too many hows on my plate that I was like, dude, I don't want to do this anymore. It's like I I want to move on to the next thing, right? And then we started focusing on the who, on the who. Who can we bring that is going to help our business? Yeah. grow uh, and it, yes very powerful and, and you know we heard Russell say you know you can always get it to like a six but then after that you gotta bring that who that was gonna continue to elevate that right now and now the, yeah. the team members that we're very lucky to have on the team it's it's amazing yeah. because they're elevating the processes they're working on it they're motivated they're like oh man can we try these things like absolutely go ahead do it right and we use our content as guinea pig to try a bunch of stuff and we're having a blast and then people are, are connecting with you and I'm sure you live through that exact you know same thing and still are right <laughs> well i well here's a great story so so i have been blessed to work with some really great clients okay so when i was working with when i was trying to find myself five almost 10 years ago now for wow um when i told russell my story and he saw my work he said henry I got this new book coming out. It's called Dot Com Secrets. I need a bunch of design work done. Mm. Could you do it? And I said, of course I could do it. He's <laughs> like, how much would you charge me? I said, well, I don't know. What do you got going on? And he, and he told me, well, I need this, this, and this. I said, all right, give me a day just to figure it out. And you know, I got it back to him because I had just given him five grand plus I owed him another five, right? So yeah. I said, how's six grand? And he said, done. Wires <laughs> me six grand. And I'm like, what? Did what just what did just happen? <laughs> right, Beautiful. he he was looking for a who. Yeah, I happened to show up. We engaged, so I helped him with the first book launch, and then a couple months later, he was driving me crazy with his podcast cover. I it was called <laughs> marketing in your car, and there was a, a a weird illustration of his face on the cover. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> right, it was driving me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so on a Sunday morning, on a Sunday morning. In like 15 minutes, I whipped up a podcast cover design for him and I sent it to him. And he was like, dude, this is insane. Oh my God. <laughs> right? Thank you so much. Yeah. So I didn't hear from him. I didn't think he was going to use it. A couple weeks later, he hits me up. He's like, hey, that podcast cover design. Uh, can I get a couple more different um, uh, size dimensions? We're going to be using it for something. I said, sure. <laughs> so he uses it. A day later, he says, Henry, we're looking for somebody. I'm, I have six designers I'm working with right now. They're all coming back with different looking stuff. It's all over the place. We want to take this business to a billion. Like, we need somebody to come in and really streamline everything for us. Would you be willing to do that? And I said, absolutely. So, so I worked nice. with him for the next two and a half years. We branded ClickFunnels to what you see today. And wow. six months after I got done with that project, he hit $100 million in revenue. Wow. wow. Huh. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a standing ovation moment for the, sure. The crowd is doing yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. What a, what a cool story. Like, what a cool story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of things. I must say there were a lot of things on the previous story that I'm sad we didn't get to cover. We, 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 might, we might jump back in that part one. Part two is, is so so needed. Just saying. I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, out of this story, which is absolutely yeah. amazing, there's a few things that I feel like we've experienced in a way, too, which first is 
joining communities, like those environments, like you went, you were like, okay, first I need an environment that is going to help me grow. And you knew you had to invest in Russell's program. So the same similar happened to us. We're like, we were, you know, our progress was minimal, very minimal until we negative, got, negative. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Probably negative. negative. And we went to this event with Steve Larson, which probably, you know, and we were like, He, he made an offer, money we didn't have. Pretty similar story, right? And we're like, you know what? Yeah, I, I literally quit my job oh, yeah. on Thursday and we traveled to Boise on Friday <laughs> yeah. to go to Steve's event and he launches the and offer. And then he drops that offer. That like, I, and we're like, you know, how much is that going to be? Like five grand, maybe. And then he goes like, no, no, it's, it's, it's like at least five times that. And we're like, holy crap. Like yeah. we know that that's the environment. We know that that's the mentorship that we needed at the, at the time. And like Fonzie was saying, we figure out yeah, a way. There was we, like we no had money. <laughs> sweaty armpits, you know, yeah. we're yeah. we're like shaking on the table, like, should we do it? The timer. <laughs> One minute left, fifty nine. Myron Golden repitching. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean oh, against at, at the end of the day, I'm thankful my brother stood up, you know, against all his nerves and he went and signed up. But following your story along, that led to new connections, right? And probably connections that are dream customer material i mean who wouldn't love to work with russell bronson and for us that new environment meant the same thing new connections right and we had yeah. we made new friendships and out of that same mastermind that we are we actually have a few people in there that became our clients right because yeah. we just started talking we created this relationship eventually was like yeah we'll do this for you uh this is what we do And it turned now being into an amazing partnership. So I do want to encourage everybody that is listening right now or watching to go out there and join these, uh, these masterminds or these groups, these different environments of people that are, you know, a few steps ahead of you because that's how you're actually going to get growth. And it's okay to put yourself in a situation, you know, here, Henry, he had to put himself in, into debt, but it was a smart debt that was going to you know, give you a smart ROI. Same with us. We were in a debt that we didn't even know how we were going to pay that. We're like, oh man, this is going to be It was intense. like five, five credit cards, credit report. Yeah. That. Yeah. It, it was fun. But <laughs> dude, I, I, we could, we could literally talk about this like all day long. Um, and definitely there's, there's not a, a 24 hour live marathon, uh, <laughs> next, but, uh, Dude, Henry, I want to ask you, like, there's two quick questions. The first one yeah. is, what is a quick action point for somebody that's starting, you know, to publish? It's starting to with, you know, they have a business. They don't, they don't, they don't have it quite dialed down and they're starting to put their voice out there. Like, what is something that they can do today, you know, to, to move that needle forward? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, the first thing that I would do if I was starting out all over again is, again, to find who it is that I really wanted to serve that really is looking for your product or service deliverable, right? What is the end result that they're going to get, right? <clears throat> That's number one. Number two is I would go out there and I would really do my homework as to what are some of the big objections that they're going to have f with your product or service? It's like, why aren't they going to buy, all right? And yeah. list those and creating content around them, right? <clears throat> yep. Every piece of content should be an objection Uh, uh, response, right? The other 
thing that I would do is join the Facebook groups that have your potential clients in them. And you don't have to reply to everybody. You don't even have to reply at all for the first two weeks. Just look and see what questions are being asked in those communities and start to create content around those questions yeah. in the form of an answer. Mm -hmm. Now your content, your social media platforms would be a, a, like a, a, a giant FAQ platform. <laughs> the other Beautiful. thing that I would do is stay away from trying to be on all the platforms at once. All right. We're working with a client right now in New York City. They have a huge solar panel installation company. We just we, we rebranded them from scratch because they look like, you know, they look like a Mickey Mouse company. <laughs> They're a five million dollar company. Wow. They've been around for a decade and they don't look they didn't look anything like that what what they have right yeah, what yeah. they really are right so we rebranded him and uh we're going to be launching in the next couple of weeks but that was a so that was the big thing and i told them they wanted to be on google ads they wanted to be on youtube they want to be on facebook and i said <laughs> no you want to do this right yeah yeah we're going to start with facebook and we're going to dominate facebook we're going to see where we're at in 90 days and if we can run facebook on its own and we're generating a, a, a an ROI with lead gen, yeah. then we can move to YouTube. Yeah, if not, we stay there until we can get it right. We crash so it, that's yeah. my advice to you guys. Is So I started with Instagram, built my Instagram up to 100, close to 160,000 followers, wow. right? And then I started YouTube. I'm always, I'm always teasing around YouTube, but I realized that people really started to like my podcast. So my two main channels is Instagram podcast. Beautiful. Everything else is second and tertiary, and I'm not really spending too much time there. So focus on one platform that your audience is at, where they're hanging out on and go all in. Yeah. I love it. I, I love that action point. Thank you. You know, focus has been one of our 2020 words for sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. And then obviously, where will you be? And this, this is my favorite question ever. Yeah. Uh, before you answer the question, I want to Ask, give a little bit of context uh, to the, the audience because I don't think we mentioned that, that Henry here has... Over Ooh. 350 podcast Just episodes. Saying, yes. Yeah. No, no yeah. big deal. No, you know, biggie, no, big no biggie, deal. No biggie. No uh, biggie. So, Humble brag. <laughs> yeah. So, man, I mean, props to you. Yeah, props to you. Amazing. And Amazing. now you can ask that question. Now I, okay. Sweet. <laughs> so, with that in mind, thank you. Audience, now you're, you know, you're primed. Okay. Where will you be if you did not publish? Where will you be if you did not publish? Oh, man. I would be a ghost. I would be a ghost. Nobody would know who I am, you know, and, uh, and, and my biggest thing is this, right? We all got to find a reason, right? When you find a big enough reason, you will do whatever it takes, right? Mm -hmm. And I have a three-year-old son, okay? And he's, he is so advanced when, and I know everyone's going to be like, oh, you're just saying that because it's your kid. I got to tell you, this kid's vocabulary and how he puts things together is unbelievable at yeah. the age of three mm. okay and there's going to come a time and all you parents out there know how fast time goes when you have a kid there's going to come a time where he's going to google my name and he's going to watch things he's going to hear things he's going to read things mm. and i just want him to be proud of what he reads watches and hears and mm. so that is another big reason of why i publish is because but when I'm gone, he will have a blueprint 
of life through his father on social media. All he has to do is just watch the content and I'll guide him long after I'm gone. Wow. That's why I publish. Wow, that's amazing. I, I, I got like goosebumps and I got a little emotional there because I do have a 16 month old. So you, I just I just added that why it's, it's probably at the top. And uh, I tear up because it's wow, it's so emotional. So I, I uh, never heard, a, I, I've honestly never heard like that take yeah. on content. Oof. And I think it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, I don't have kids yet. Hopefully that we know. Okay. No, wow. That, that, that was beautiful. And, uh, you know, my, my yeah. wife doesn't jump and listens to the show. She's like, I hate your radio voice. What's you, that? You're going to have to send uh, her this clip so, right here. I know that's it. So now he has to, she has to listen to this dude. Amazing. And like, wow. Like I, I am perplexed. Uh, I'm honored to, to have you here. Thank you so much for, for yeah. sharing all the, all the values, sticking with us through all the technical issues, which is fine. Apparently it's a tradition here at Content is Profit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's, it's all good. It's, it's all fun time. Uh, how, where, can, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Yeah, so you could go on iTunes, The Brand Doctor Podcast, on Instagram, at the brand dr at the brand dr. Uh, those are my two biggest platforms. And then my website is unique designs with a Z at the end, mm. not an S dot net. And then you'll have access to tons of videos, tons of content. Uh, you'll get access to my YouTube channel, tons of trainings and things like that, that I just give away. Um, and if you feel that you're a good candidate for the brand accelerator program, I highly recommend you book a console with me. And uh, we will get that assessment out of the way and get you the clarity and focus you need to really take your brand to the next level and make something that you're truly proud of. Awesome. Thank you so Love much, it. guys. I'm going to encourage everybody to go check him out. You heard it. And Instagram is at the brand DR. Links in the description below. So you can just like below. scroll down and uh, click it right yep. there. And the brand, the brand doctor podcast, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Uh, I think that's it for now. Henry, stay to stay for like two seconds because you're going to be part of the Hispanic goodbye. And with that being said, thank you so much for tuning into the Content is Profit podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media. At Biz Bros Co. There you go. Thank you, guys. <laughs> and if you find this episode impactful, please don't forget to share it and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Bye.